This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the clan! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. What is leverage? Leverage is a strategic advantage. It's the power to act effectively. It means that you're bringing something to the table more than potential. It means that you've got some songs that have already been written and cut and that publisher's going to want to talk to you, that you're attractive to them. It means that you've got an audience as an artist and those labels are interested because they think they can pour a little money on it and make some more. Or that's how you're going to get your booking agent. That's how you're going to get your manager. It's not going to be from your talent. It's going to be from leverage in today's music business. And that's why (laughs) we called it the climb, C-L-I-M-B, create leverage in the music business. And uh, my genius friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, came up with that one. Mr. Wordman. Word nerd. The word nerd. Yeah. And uh, Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent also helps songwriters like you Turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on the regular, he gives you opportunities to get in front of the pros. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25 national TV opportunities for their indie artists by making them discoverable. They've created multiple tour opportunities and through the power of digital marketing data. Yes, I said digital marketing data, sexy. They've attracted a number of investors for their artists. They've attracted investors because investors like numbers because numbers can't lie because they don't talk. But the investors listen to them anyway. And so (laughs) you can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. This production, singular, no S and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's happening, my brother? How are you? I'm tired. We are recording this at night. If I seem a little more subdued, it's probably because it's nighttime. And I've worked today and use my brain today then chase kids today. And my, and little Hazel is her bedroom's right below my office. And if I wake her up, I die. There you go. Okay. So, how's little Hazel doing? She's doing all right. She's doing all right. She's doing better. You know, she's uh, she's had a little cold for a while. She was extra grouchy, but the last couple of days she's been in a better mood. So, um, you know, we don't feel the need to lock her outside the house as much. We don't, but we you know, at times we thought about it. Um, but she's being a lot more personable <laughs> these days. She's still well, Hurricane well, Hazel. She's still very very busy. But, Hurricane uh, Hazel. Yeah, but That's she's a great being band nicer name. about it. That? Hurricane Hazel, the sister Hazel. It's Hurricane Hazel. Hurricane Hazel's yeah. cooler than Sister Hazel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's got more power. We, we like her. We like her. <laughs> yeah, but she's she's a force of destruction and chaos. But she's doing well. Thanks for asking. All right. Well, right on. Well, I, God bless her. I know how she feels. I, I had the flu last week. So oh, if I gosh. still get a little bit of that cough, forgive me. I'll try to mute out every time I do it. But Oh, I got to tell you. Okay. So this is gross. I'm going to tell you how Hazel's doing tonight. Okay. She had spaghetti. Uh-huh. 
and she's, you know, got a little bit of the, still a little bit of the cold and stuff left. And, and she started sneezing. I'm like, what is that sticking out of her nose? That's not a boogie. Oh my gosh. That's a noodle. <laughs> Emily, that's, come here. That's a college so dorm trick. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, Chris Angel, mind freak. I sneezed a, sneezed a, <laughs> I sneezed a spaghetti out of my nose. And so sure enough, oh my like, gosh. Get it, get it. and all the kids are gathering around. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I'd never want to eat spaghetti again. And so I'm trying to get it right. But then it, it, goes, it crawls back up. <laughs> we're like, oh, we missed that, you know, because oh, I wasn't going to bear it. And then um, a couple of minutes later, she sneezes twice and it's out. And it's like two inches long. Right. Spaghetti oh. out of her nose. I'm like, that's that is fun. special. How did that hang out there for like an hour after dinner? Just wait. It's going to make you $20 in college one day, but right now? There we go. Right let's, now, let's get a picture and it's on my wife's Instagram. So, hey, here's what we're... <laughs> that's really good, by the way. <laughs> Picture that. Noodle nose. Yeah. You know what we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about most things can be solved. <laughs> All right. Most things can be solved. Most things can... There's a solution. That's positive. There's, I like it. And, and, and people it like songwriters and, um, and indie artists, they got real problems. And these problems, they got solutions. They can be solved, but mm-hmm. there's, it's got to be a process that... that occurs before they can be solved but um if they can get apollo 13 and tom hanks back from like space yeah they can right? you can solve now the these are some solution to solutions distributors nasa all right like I, I actually did a presentation at boeing where they built the space shuttle man that dude told me he's like Johnny, did you know that we what was the Apollo one that made it to the moon and came back? He said, we did that with less digital computing power than the cheap, like $3 digital watch that you can buy on, on, uh, on the beach. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> From like yeah. a, a vendor. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's sick. Yeah. How crazy is that? This, this is what we're going to talk about. Like how to, to get what you need to get what you want and move forward in your artist career as a songwriter or your artist career as an indie artist. But uh, before we do that, mm-hmm. take care of a little business as always here. The Climb Podcast is proud to partner with Disc Makers. Uh, they've been supporting indie musicians before indie music was even a thing. And when you're ready to make CDs, DVDs, vinyl, or distribute your music and videos with customized USBs, which are super cool, by the way, uh, mm. discmakers.com, D-I-S-C makers.com is the only place that you need to go. That's right. And while you're there, click on the guides and resources tab and download some of their excellent free guides. They've just revised and expanded their home studio handbook, which has a ton of great advice and information for newbies and studio veterans. You can find them online at W www.discmakers.com or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. That's right. And as always, guys, join the Climb community if you haven't already. This is a growing, thriving, and quite frankly, relatively busy little Facebook community. It's not your normal Facebook community where nothing happens. All kinds of questions being asked, all kinds of questions being answered by the community. Brent and I are chiming in. People are sharing wins and celebrating each other. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And sharing, getting some music out there, like in, in the right times, in the right places mm-hmm. and behaving and stuff. So that's really cool. So just uh, ask to be let in. It is a, a closed community. We let everybody in that asks, but we just want to make sure that we keep it tight and and that mm-hmm. uh, full that we of people don't spam, that, we jam. That's right. The people, right. people that want to be there. Um, exactly. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get all the episodes and the minisodes in order. Very easy. Mm-hmm. Five seconds. Leave a rating and review. That 
is mm-hmm. uh, makes our day, by the way. We love reading that stuff, and uh, we'll read them on the air. We'll make you famous. And then finally, the best, the best gift you could give us, if, if this is really resonating with you, if you're really finding value in this, then share it. Tell somebody about it. Put it out on your social media. Say why you liked it. Just be honest. That is what is going to turn people on. That's real social proof. That spreads the word and gets us to more people, which is why we're doing what we're doing. So mm-hmm. there you go. And, you know, speaking of those reviews, yes, we have a review we'd like to share. This is a tasty five-star review by Lillian Glanton, and it's titled, I Love This Podcast. Straight into the point. I like it. It says, hey, y'all, my name is Lillian Glanton, and I'm a young singer-songwriter from Muscle Shows, Alabama. This podcast has transformed my songwriting career. I continue to learn something new every time I listen. I am so thankful for your knowledge and wisdom. I apply these tips to my songwriting career every day. Thanks again, Lillian Glanton, at Lillian Glanton. Put her social on there. Look at her. Look no at that. Doing. If you want to find Lillian, L-I-L-L-I-A-N, Glanton, G L. A-N-T-O-N. You can tell her you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Lillian. What I love about that is she's like, I am a young singer-songwriter and talking about her career. I have no idea how young she is. She could be like 12. But I just love the fact that she's like, not, I want to have a career, not what, it's like, I'm young and I have a career. Yeah. Yes. And love this is changing attitude. my career. Like, right? Exactly. That's, 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 it's happening. It's happening right now. Get out of her way. <laughs> yeah. Love it, Lillian. Thank you. Rock on. Right on. So let's dig into this here. Most things can be solved. It's one issue after the other. It's one problem after the other. You're never going to talk about this in prior episodes. You're never going to walk out onto the field and not have a defense, right? You don't get to play the Super Bowl and just keep throwing touchdown passes like uh, with nobody to try to defend it. (laughs) Who are these guys hitting me in the face? Where'd they come from? Yeah, it's part of the game. There's a solution for everything, but the reason I wanted to touch on this is that it doesn't stop for indie artists, and frankly, I just keep watching the same slow car wreck happen in the industry, too, where mm-hmm. they just are, everybody's frustrated, it's not mm-hmm. working the way it used to work, but we keep doing the same things we used to be doing, and it's kind of not working, right? Like, we got a, yeah. we got a blessing in 2018 when streaming came back, which is good, so that is I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a good thing, but it's sitting, you know why everybody feels really good about that? Because, oh, now we're back to making money selling records and it's just a different way to do that and we can focus on like still missing the boat, right? Still right. missing the point. So when you're frustrated and if your intention as a, an indie artist or as I always include songwriters as artists as a songwriter is to mm-hmm. get your music heard, then mm-hmm. you need to, it's different than the way it used to be. Um, for songwriters and for indie artists. It just, mm-hmm. it, what, what happened 10 years ago, what worked 15 years ago, isn't what's working today. That gets us frustrated. That gets us feeling a little down, a little bad in, in a negative space. And when you start focusing on the negative energy, you're focused on being a victim. And then what are you not doing, Brent? When you're focused on being a victim, you're not focused on... Uh solutions finding solutions because you have found one right here's why i'm a victim <laughs> well yeah that's that's the solution that's why i'm off the hook <laughs> right yeah is because yeah because i'm a victim and well they say you know if you're so focused on the closed door you know that won't open you sometimes miss the open window right next to it yeah and i think listen i think from a victim thing like sometimes we're shamed we're shamed right as artists mm-hmm. we've been told by people in our lives that 
whose opinion we value that we're never going to make it. That um, it's, you know, we should have a backup plan. We should have these other things going on. They'll be responsible, grow up. Yeah, as if this is irresponsible, right? But I don't mm-hmm. think that uh, Shane McAnally's parents uh, think he's irresponsible or that, that <laughs> this point, Tim McGraw's no. parents think he's irresponsible or, you know. Right. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. should be doing okay, right? Yeah. But I, I think what happens is like when we get into that victim thing, like you said, it, it, it lets us off the hook of our shame, Mm-hmm. right like or like oh okay well now it's not my fault that i didn't do this but there's still are you interested in not feeling that shame or are you interested in succeeding doing this and finding a way to make it happen and mm-hmm. and creating a road for yourself an avenue for yourself and are you interested in a solution because mm-hmm. the victim mentality also means okay now i just don't have to spend any more time thinking about it. Right. Which means in what what the victims are thinking about is worrying about it. Right. But stop, you know, let's start thinking about it with some critical thinking and, and, and get to someplace good. Cause if you're spending, if you're not spending any energy on the solution, you're spending zero time trying to figure out that solution and uh, no, no solution is discovered. And this is how you die. This is how you die as a artist. This is how you die as a, member of society as, as, a, as, a, as a bright light. And this is how, frankly, that you could actually physically die. And we're going to talk about that and get a little dark for okay. a second, but it's really cool. Most things can be solved. There is a solution for everything, but oftentimes that things are not what they seem. Your cognitive bias, your, the way you're processing information, and this is important to note that for both songwriters and for indie artists, you have to be careful about the information that you're getting. It's really exciting to, to get a really good in with somebody that's high up maybe at, at a level mm-hmm. you haven't ever talked to before. But I always like, I'm always a little worried because the information is skewed, right? Those people are brilliant. They're geniuses. They're, they're, a lot of them are multimillionaires and they know exactly what they did in the old music business, but everybody's sucking in the new music business right now. You know? <laughs> like, so they're not doing it right? Mm-hmm. They're not doing it effectively. They're not doing it as it, like the machine that they used to do it. So mm-hmm. you have to take it with a grain of salt. You have, to, you have to be aware like, okay, this might not be right. This might be right. Like, like when that songwriter told you, Brent, you, I think you're a hit songwriter in 1995. You've been one of the biggest writers in town in the 90s. <laughs> right. yeah. and, and, and here, it, this might be a situation where this guy's spot on if it was 1995, you know, but it's yeah. not you got to learn the facts. You've got to learn the facts of the, rea- the reality, the facts of the reality, and then formulate a plan. I'm going to ask you a question, Brent. When right. you've been to the ocean, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell me, tell me what happens with the water at the ocean. Okay. Like, what do you see? What do you hear? You're standing on the beach. Okay. Right where the waves are coming in. Like, what, what, what do you see? What's happening with the water? It's coming in in waves. That's right. Yeah. It's splashing on my toesy toes. There you go. It's coming in. It's going back out. That's right. Did, carrying did, stuff in it. Uh, so you said something interesting that most, people, that most people miss, right? It's because it just looks like it's coming in. Right now, the yeah. tides come in and the tides go out. So we think of it that way. Yeah. But we don't think about with every single wave that comes in, if it just kept coming in until the tide went out, the whole city would flood. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So every single mm-hmm. wave that comes in, 
there's a wave that goes out. Yeah. But we don't see that. That happens under the water, and that's called a riptide. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's a really strong current. Which is also a fun Robert Palmer album, by the way. I have the cassette somewhere. I love that record. Anyway. By the way. And I think a really, really cheesy subversion of, what was that Pamela Anderson that- Beach movie with... Baywatch? Bay, yeah, it's like a, I, I think Riptide is like a really crappy version of like a. If, if Baywatch could get worse, I think they made it and it was called Riptide. Wow. <laughs> it was more That's cheesy. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of dairy. That's a okay. Lot of dairy. So we don't see the water going out. And mm-hmm. it's a really strong current that's heading outwards as opposed to inwards. And if you don't understand how the waves and the riptides work together, because, it, and think about that, just. I was like sort of researching what I'm going to say here at the podcast tonight. And I was like, well, that makes so much sense. How come the water keeps coming in, but the shore keeps going away? <laughs> like, eroding. like, where's it going? You know, like it, yeah. it's, it's interesting, right? Many people every year drown because they don't understand the riptide. Mm-hmm. When you're swimming out in the ocean and let's say you're there, you're, everything's cool. And then all of a sudden you look up a minute later and you're, three times farther out than where you were a second ago, what's the typical knee-jerk reaction? Swim direct line, straight line to the shore. Right, because I got to get... Uh, I'm I got to get... That's where I'm going. Shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So I'm going to swim straight the way I came, straight back to the shore. That's right. I feel good. I feel like I'm in science class. I, I think I know this one. Okay. Right. There yeah. you go. That's what your eyes are telling you. And that's what you think you know about the situation, mm-hmm. right? Now you're panicking a little bit. You're scared of getting too far out. But the more mm-hmm. you swim towards the shore, farther from it you get. Yeah, it's not working. Anybody feel like that in their career right now? Mm. Anybody out there feel like that in your career? You're working your butt off trying to swim, mm-hmm. right? This is how people drown. They become exhausted mm-hmm. trying to swim against, and, and they're not even making progress. They're actually going backwards. Yeah. Every single stroke, they're getting more and more exhausted. And then next thing you know, it's all over. You're working. You feel like you're working. You feel like you're, you've, you've put a, a solution together that's going to that's gonna make it happen. You're expending tons of energy, right? Mm-hmm. But you're making it worse. How is this possible? If you take a second and you calm your brain and apply some critical thinking and look for a solution, you'll see that the riptide is taking you out and it's not too difficult, even though it's counterintuitive, to know that if your goal is to get to the shore, which of course it is, you need to swim parallel to the shore. Right. You need to basically swim sideways. You need to swim sideways and get out of the riptide. Take a right or a left because the riptide is going straight out. And if you swim to the right or the left, you'll get out of the riptide and then it's easier to swim back. And then, and then, what's, then what, 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 which way is the water going? Then it's coming in. Towards the shore. Yeah. So <laughs> now all of a sudden, yeah. you're, 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 it's, like, it's like trying to walk the wrong way on an escalator, right? Yeah. And then you turn around, you're like, oh. <laughs> and yeah. actually, I'm like I'm moving just being here. And then if I actually start to walk, I can move even faster towards the place that I want to go. Mm-hmm. I sound like Jerry Seinfeld right now. What's the deal with the riptide? <laughs> so it seems simple. A lot of people don't know it. I mean, every year people die from it because they, yeah. don't, they don't know what to do. But this is what's happening in the, in the new music industry right now. Mm-hmm. when the song comes first, because for the last 90 years, we've been pushing radio. Mm-hmm. That's been the, uh, uh, the delivery mechanism of choice for the drug that we call music. That's how we've blown up an artist brand. That's how we've launched an artist brand is on radio. And this, what comes first? 
music. The song yeah, shove it through. in my throat on MTV or yeah. Radio. So yeah. so what happens, Brent, in the music industry back in the day when you've got a song, you've got a label, and you get on the radio, and let's say it just doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Maybe get in the top 100, nah, it didn't do well. Well, I mean, the old way, they may do another record, right. try again. Well, let's say so even the first single, yeah, try again. Maybe another single. Yeah. Maybe the second one will hit it, you know? Yeah. Let's try it again. And so they put another song on the radio, okay? Mm. And typically the road, the arc, the map to creating a brand name that is a profitable business in the music industry used to take like three records. There's, of course, a lot of exceptions to the rule, but um, it's typically, I mean, Bon Jovi's third record was the big one that made money. Mm -hmm. Springsteen's big one that made money. Def Leppard, um, on and on and on. So the first one, you know, you're kind of losing a little bit of money on that, but you, you were in front of eyeballs. Yeah. People know who you are. They know that's part of the business. Yeah. And, you've, label knows. and you've, you've, you didn't sell enough records to make all the money back, mm-hmm. but you did grow your audience. Yes. Right. Uh, and then the next record comes out. And, but that's the, that's the next solution, right? Make another record. Yeah. Because we've grown the audience as much as we're going to be able to grow it. Mm-hmm. We're out of singles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on this budget, maybe one or two songs, maybe three if it did kind of good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're still in the hole. Yeah. You're still not profitable. And then it's time to make some more art. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we go and put that out there. So this is the old record business, the way it worked. And to your point, Brent, it was shoved down people's throats, right? Nobody ever woke, mm-hmm. woke up in the morning and said, I wonder what artist I'm going to discover today on the radio that I've never heard of that's going to become the soundtrack of my life. <laughs> All right. Right. That's going to change my life forever. Like, hey, who could they be? What would their name be? They, no, no, no. What do they want to hear? Yeah. My jam. They want to hear their jam. They want to hear what they know. That's so people, mm-hmm. by the way, that there's a consistent behavior. We've always mm-hmm. just want to hear the same thing. Yeah. Our jam, right? So I'm helping, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going through this again to try to get you guys to try to find the riptide so that you know if you're spending all your money and, and exhausting yourself financially or exhausting your investors financially, mm-hmm. if you're exhausting yourself physically and exhausting your team physically, emotionally, and spiritually, because you keep swimming against the riptide. It's, it's not going to last for it. It's not sustainable, right? It's un- yeah. you, you have to see some, you have to see the needle move. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah. And, and every single week, I, you know, I get an email, I get this, I get that. Hey, can you help us out? I look first, you know, no socials, mm-hmm. right? Really, really weak. Uh, we have, well, we're working on the new record. Okay. Well, what does the old record sound like? I mean, did, was there an epiphany? Like, what, is there something <laughs> that, like, did you learn how to make it? Because that's possible, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's certainly the case with the Lonely Highway Boys we're working with now. I mean, that first thing they put out, they, they did that. Mm-hmm. They they didn't have a producer. They just said we're making a record, and we, they went and they did yeah. it, and they made it happen. Mm-hmm. They wrote some cool songs, but now it's being produced, and it's it's gonna that's that's gonna be the epiphany, right? Mm-hmm. Possible, but usually it's not. Usually these yeah. artists are pretty good, and I'm talking about like seasoned artists, Brent, like mm-hmm. that can make some money, you know, that are that are like have a local presence and stuff, mm-hmm. but still just doing it the way it used to be done, swimming against that riptide, not solving any problems. I don't have it available anymore, but I used to have a Twitter book that was kind of relevant like four years ago Mm -hmm. and I gave it away for free. I remember when I wrote that book and I put it, I did put it up on Amazon, but I just gave it away. Mm -hmm. I remember my mom asking me like, what are you doing that for? You know, why don't you Mm -hmm. sell it? And I'm like, well, because... You're like, it's too valuable to sell it. Yeah, like you put all that work into it. Like, where's your ROI, right? Yeah. Like, how, like how can you do that? And so she's old school, right? She doesn't understand how the digital marketing society community works. Mm-hmm. And then where are the cash registers? They're in different places now, mm-hmm. right? It's not as important that you make money on a book or on a record, what is important is, did you grow your audience? Mm-hmm. And are they connected to you? Because that's what people want to pay for. Yeah. And that's intangible, right? I just had a meeting last weekend with a, um, an artist, like a duo. They're fantastic. They're, they're all these things that are great, but very thinking about it old school. And, and, and they're like, well, I mean, what, besides from growing our audience with some warm, fuzzy feelings and a, and a bigger ego, what does that do? Well, there's, there's things you haven't even thought of yet, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm, not, I'm not picking on them. I, this is what everybody thinks, right? Yeah. Except mm-hmm. for the ones that know <laughs> right? uh, yeah. how the riptide works. It's focus on the audience, focus on the audience, focus on the audience. If you can scrape up a budget to do a second record, and that second record might be artistically an arc for you, which is awesome, that's great. But mm-hmm. it's for you. You don't have an audience yeah. that's going to follow that arc. Right. They're still, they still haven't heard the first one. Yeah. But if it's competitive, that first one's competitive and it's done, you're spending money in the wrong place. You're mm-hmm. spending against the riptide, right? You need to be marketing that. You need to be growing that audience. And the more the audience grows, the more the social proof happens, the more cooler it becomes to be a part of your tribe. And mm-hmm. then that's, and then is, is if you're doing your job and you're interacting with them and you're, which, I mean, I used to date a woman that, she had a regular job and she would kind of like, when she was upset with me, 
she get a little mean and she pick on me for playing on Facebook all day. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. getting paid to do it. Like, I, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it was a play thing, but that's the, that's a real litmus test of the mentality, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like, oh, you're just screwing around on social media, man. Mm-mm. No, no. Like, I mean, I, I, every one of our artists, it's funny. Like I'll tell them this and they joke and they laugh and then it happens to every single one of them if they stick with me long enough, which most of them do. But I'll be like, we're going to start growing your audience. Your, your job is you've got to interact with them. It's got to be mm-hmm. authentic, you know? So yeah, talk to everybody that talks to you. Mm-hmm. And, and just do that. Promise me you're going to do that and we'll grow it. Okay. I set them up. You knock them down. Okay. And then seven mm-hmm. months later, Johnny, it's getting to be a little bit of like a kind of a full-time job. Like, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and they're, they're overwhelmed. They're, they're mm-hmm. coming from a place of like, I don't know what I want to do. And my answer is yeah. like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. But this is how you cultivate that. Tri- this is where the attention has to go. Mm-hmm. creating more art is going to scratch that artistic itch. God bless. Mm-hmm. Not going to get you another audience because it, you don't have a, a pipeline like the radio where it's force fed and people are going to be exposed to it. You're the one that has to expose it. Yeah. And that costs money and that takes time. Lots of time. It does. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, you know, I've been, I've started doing Facebook lives Usually on Monday, you know, I have a new blog post comes out. So I was like, you know, I, I share these blog posts out to different, you know, Facebook groups and that kind of stuff. And yeah. let's just try to change it up. Let's do something a little more interactive. So I, I normally do a Facebook live around noon or one o'clock or something where I, I share some of what the, the post is about. I don't just read it, but I link to it and talk about it. Then I take some Q&A from people. And, you know, it's hard to tell what's real views and what's just somebody scrolled and stopped long enough to see my face move. But it seems to be, I know I get a lot of interaction when I'm live. Yeah. I get a lot of comments more than if I just like, Hey y'all, here's a great blog post. Boom. I'm out there. I'm talking to people. I'm taking questions and I'm, I'm jamming with people. And uh, you know, so I'm, I'm studying up and try how to do this effectively. Still a newbie at it. But you know, one thing people say is like, Hey, it's good to say howdy to people that are, you know, you see them pop on. Hey, Hey, Billy. Hey, Janie. Hey, you know, and thanks for coming in and, and welcoming. And it's like, they will stick around longer. Yeah. If you say their name. So simple. And this is what we're talking about. It's that interaction. It gets their attention because they, people love to be recognized and you are thankful that they're there. So that's not fake. You know, I know in my case, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm not just talking into the ether. Yeah. I'm glad somebody's there to, to talk to. Um, so it's legitimate that you're thankful they're there, but just being mindful of saying thank you and calling them by name, they're like, yeah, people will stick around longer and they get your more of your message that way. So same kind of thing, I think. I think it's exactly the same thing. By the way, I'm really proud of you for that. I see those all the time. All the time, I'm like, oh, there's another brand live. There's there's another one. Sometimes I'll have three in my feet. I'm like, look at this. What are you talking about? Well, I just try to do about once a week, but you know, (laughs) encourage people to share them and and they get, it's true. They get more, uh, they get more, you know, comments and that kind of stuff. Yeah, they get more organic love. The more comments, uh, especially with comments now with Facebook, because that's what Facebook wants. They want to have that post and then all kinds of activity underneath that post going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, because they know it's real and they know that people are interested in it. Yeah. Understanding this, read these books, shift your focus. If you are focused on radio, trying to get on radio, it's a bad focus. Yeah. Okay. It's radio is still very powerful, but for the artist that has a brand name already, mm-hmm. 
so not for you. Like that's not where you're going to launch from. Mm-hmm. It's not radio anymore. That's a dream. Right. Got it. And it used to be the way that it always happened. Mm-hmm. Now it's not. It's yeah. not. So focusing on that. Oh my goodness. I, I just, so many times that people are like, well, we just spent another big stinky check on radio. Well, that's great. We got up to number 30, 38. Awesome. So that number 38 on the chart, what did, what did that get you? It's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Is, are, you, do you got, are you selling more tickets? No. Do you stream more? No. Are you, did anything happen that, that changed anything? No. Who heard it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It kills me to think someone spends, I don't know, just, I'm just pulling out a number. I have no idea what budgets are like, but you know, 30 grand, right? Yeah. Radio promo, which, you know, if you're compared to the majors, that's nothing. Right. But, but for normal people, that's a whole lot. And spend 30 grand and you get some spins and then it's, it's like Kaiser Sose. Gone. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. And then it's like, if you spent $30,000 on social media engagement, targeted Facebook posts, like, you know, you've been learning about and stuff, Johnny, it's like how much of your audience you could reach that's relevant and you can capture their information and then you can have a conversation with them and develop a relationship. Oh, oh my God. So, so on that, it's note. not as sexy, right? You, you can't, you can't, you know, you're not going to have a big Instagram post of like, thank you. So-and-so, you know, yeah. rural and rhythm radio chart for I'm 182. Thanks for the love. You know, you don't get that, but you, you get to say that one time. But you know what? Like, <laughs> right. spent that money like growing your social media and either learning, getting yourself educated about it mm-hmm. and diving deep, or hiring uh, a service that knows what they're doing with it. And mm-hmm. there's still a lot of people that don't know what they're doing with it either. I mean, most of the right, places yeah. in town are ridiculous. Like, honestly, it's it's they don't get it. They're they're not aggressive with it, but let's look at some numbers like that. You know, we say in the beginning okay. of the show now that numbers don't lie because the numbers can't talk. What's a P1 radio? P1 radio is, for those of you who don't know, that's primary market radio. That's New York, that's Nashville, that's LA, that's Houston, that's Chicago, that's the big cities, okay? Mm-hmm. They're going to reach millions of people. They have a far bigger audience. They have much, that's why they have more power. That's why they cost more money. Mm-hmm. P1 radio single, record label is going to write a check. How much? I mean, working a single is at least a million bucks, I imagine. Uh, yeah, well, it's a good 500000 A good five hundred. Okay. 500000 for a single. You, you might spend a little bit more if the artist is out on radio tour with it because mm-hmm. you got to move the artist and the team and fly them and put them up and you're taking the station out to dinner and trying to get them to love you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking newer artists and stuff. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah that, that's yeah. right. So $500,000. Now, you got to go coast to coast right? Mm-hmm. Because you need every spin from every station to get one spin could be the difference between uh, at the right time. It could be the difference between like could be three spots. I mean, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you've got to eat the whole elephant at the same time. Yeah. Right? Brent, what's the normal life of a single? I know they vary, but just yeah. generalized. I mean, you know, they're going up and coming down faster, I think. Um, gosh, I don't really don't even know what it is right now, to be honest. I mean, it's because it, it, oscillates you know it used to be fly up and fly down then they slowed it down and now it's some artists like luke bryan fly up and fly down yeah well then the, others yeah. take forever and, and the songwriters like no take your time because every spin yeah. is more money in the bank right? exactly <laughs> please climb up the charts for eight four weeks then hit number one <laughs> yeah let's let's do the slow run it's about it's good good six months 
right? It's going to take I would say so, yeah. to happen. And some of them will take a lot longer. And, but, you know, if they keep getting more and more spins and more and more ads, the label will put more and more money into it. And because yeah. they, they seem to be gaining some ground and they got and, a bullet. And uh, yeah, that's right. When it's done, like, what do you know? What do you know? You know your chart position. Yep. And whether or not you can use that for social proof, I guess. Yeah. Like, let's take, like, let's take, um, but let's take, you don't know, Maddie and Tay. Or I'll, I'll tell you what, there, there's a, a slew of, of artists, whatever, didn't get enough number ones, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let's, you know, that had one or two number one, like number one, I'm talking number ones on P1, right? Mm-hmm. Now, right? That had yeah. a, a couple of them. You know, some names. I know some names. We don't have to mention any names, but, but they had like one or two or maybe three number ones in their mm-hmm. record label career. Who heard it? Which is more than most. Right, more than most. Awesome. Yeah. And they're still, mm-hmm. they still get to go out and play a little bit, right? And, 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 uh, yeah, county fairs and stuff, yeah. probably, you know? That's right. So they get to, they, that, it made some impact there, for sure. Mm-hmm. When you get a number one, it makes some impact. Yeah. You don't know who, right? Right. That's $500,000, okay? Now, if the song doesn't work, it's a $500,000 mistake, right? Yeah. And you got to try again, and what's the cost to try again? Another $500,000, right? Right, And you hope that this one does good. But you got a lot of work to do because now already all the program directors are kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. You go to digital, Mm -hmm. okay? This is what we're going to do the long line. I'm just going to tell you part of our strategy right now. I'm going to reveal what's going to happen right here on the air. All right, here we go. Let's say you take $300,000. That's 60% Mm -hmm. of a P1 radio single. Mm -hmm. You go digital. Now, we've done some video campaigns where the cost with uh, Facebook was a penny per 10-second view. That's a cost benchmark metric, right? Mm -hmm. So that means for $300,000, if it costs a penny, I can get you in front of 30 million people. Yeah. but 30 million 10-second views. Yeah, right. I don't have to go coast to coast. I can go in a corner of the country and go regional. What mm-hmm. if I got in front of 6 million people or 5 million people six times? Mm-hmm. Because when they see that view, when somebody sees that view, even if it's for 10 seconds, if it's for 25% of the video, 50% of the video, mm-hmm. 75, Facebook breaks out who saw it, how much they saw it for, then you can target them again. You can put yeah. something new in that exact feed, already knowing that they watched you for say 50% of a video. Mm-hmm. So they've seen your face. They're not yeah. familiar with you. They, they don't know you, but you mm-hmm. look familiar to them. It's not a cold audience now. It's called a warm audience. And you go mm-hmm. back and hit them again a second time, right? And then you go back and you hit them a third time and then a fourth time. And then if it, now, next thing you know, you've become, you've done what the radio used to do. What was the big power of radio? It made the unfamiliar artist familiar. Yeah. The first time that a consumer hears the debut single from Tim McGraw on his very first record, it was really the sixth time. Right, yeah. Right? Because the first five times it just cycled through, it just went in one or not the other. But now we know who likes it, we know who doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. And and we can concentrate on it on a on a region for a lot lower money. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now all the people that have Facebook feeds in that region are just like these guys are great. Like they're famous. Like I see them on my feet mm-hmm. all the time. Like this is what's going cool. Well, they're playing at your local. Well, we're going down there. Now we can raise yeah. the money up because the audiences go up at the live shows. We can jack mm-hmm. the money up. We just doubled and on one venue this weekend, Lonely Highway is going down to Florida. We doubled one venue, uh, what they normally get at one venue and we tripled another one, tripled it. 
Nice. You see what we're doing here? We just shoot them down from Nashville, go, go make some money, come back, right? It's real slow mm-hmm. up here on Broadway. It's, it's real slow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cold. So mm-hmm. what happens well, if you – go ahead. You want to ask a question? Oh, so that, that reminds me of um, – you know, Tim Ferriss. So the four hour work week guy. And so when he was launching that book, he's like, okay, I don't, I don't have to be famous to everybody. i just want to be up here, basically be famous to a certain segment. Like who are my, who's my core audience for this book? That's going to, you know, make it, you know, be the first tastemakers or whatever. He said, oh, it should be like tech savvy men, ages, whatever to whatever. Yeah. Okay. Let me go find them. And I'm going to be everywhere they are. And I'm going to be everywhere they are. And so they're going to see me a lot. And so you could do that with a, a type of person, a demographic or a state. You know, I, I'm see stuff for like the Arkansas country music awards. Yeah. I just started seeing that last year and apparently the nominations are out again this year. And, and it's like, okay, Arkansas, well, last I heard like 2.5 million people. It's like, you could target people in Arkansas. Like if you're an Arkansas artist and go, I'm going to be famous to them. Yes. And you can do that on digital without having to go to all those radio stations and try to get on enough play to get noticed. You can just keep showing up in the feed, showing up in the feed, and they next thing they, they know who you are. are. They know your name. Yeah, it makes sense to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you're playing the, it, the, the. See, this is what I'm talking about: getting out of the riptide and looking at mm-hmm. it a different way and spending the money a different way. Swimming sideways. Now, what happens if, let's say, you put together a piece of content and you go out and you start spending some money and it's just not working. They don't care. They're not responding to it. In three days, you might spend, depending on how you're testing it, because there's a whole lot of testing, it's sophisticated, but you, mm-hmm. might, you might spend 180 bucks and be yeah. like, you know what? This audience doesn't care about this. Right. Okay, let's go create something new. 180 mm-hmm. bucks versus 500,000. <laughs> I got something 180. You know, I mean, do, do you see how you've got to get out of the riptide people? This is it. We're going mm-hmm. a little long here, but we've got to focus on what works now. We've got to have a solution for what works now. We know what works now. We're doing it all the time with our artists, mm-hmm. but most indie artists and most indie labels and most major labels, they're doing it. On digital, they're doing it different. It, they're doing it yeah. like they do it on radio, like they do it on TV. And the, it works there. It doesn't work here. You got to go, go about it differently. And launch yourself digitally, and then everything else comes to you. You get an audience. You get even 40,000, 50,000 followers on Instagram. Not difficult to do. Uh, you're going to be rent cars for free for the rest of your life. From enterprise, you're gonna like things happen. You're gonna get weird, wild phone calls from crazy people like, "Hey, <laughs> we'll give your wife a three days free spa treatment if you would just do this," you know, or, yeah. or like Instagram post about it or whatever. Because you have yeah. an audience. There's the commodity. The commodity is not the record now. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the attention. You're selling attention because you've been able to Pied Piper a bunch of different people's attention and they're watching you and they're mm-hmm. engaged with you and they think you're cool and you're engaged back with them. Oh, it's the same reason you do celebrity endorsements, right? It's the same re- it's the same thing. It's the same reason why people pay for ads on radio or pay for ads on TV. Not what they used to, but because they have attention and eyeballs are on. If eyeballs are on you and your Instagram account and, and it's enough eyeballs Somebody's willing to pay to get in front of that. That's right. And, and I'll tell you what, it doesn't have to be celebrity. You can be a celebrity without anybody knowing who the heck you are. Just do oh, you yeah. have like 40,000 people or 50,000 people on your, on your uh, followers? Yeah. Is, 
are they real? Do they like you? Are you talking with them? Like, is there, is there an engagement rate that's legit? Yeah. We're willing to pay handsomely for that. Cause we, mm-hmm. you know what, whatever widget we're making or service we're making or whatever, like we can't, we're having the same problem you are. We can't TV and radio ain't working. We can't get yeah. in front of enough eyeballs to sell enough. So we're trying to find another way to do it. You're called an influencer if you're not famous. If yeah. You're not a it's another, it's, yeah, it's being famous without being famous. But it's interesting that what you said about real. It, so we're not talking about going out and bought purchasing a bunch of Instagram followers. I mean, that's right. I, you know, I was going through a um, a songwriter organization group, looking through their you know followers, and because I'm looking for people that hey, maybe should follow me because they're into songwriting stuff. Mm-hmm. So I started looking through their followers, and they have thousands of followers, and start seeing a lot of people look like they're from India. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like. I don't know if all these folks are into country songwriting. I don't think so. This, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. That's weird. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's a big market there. There are a buttload of people. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just scrolling like page, page, page. Wow, all these folks are from like Indonesia. Huh. Yeah, or Cambodia or, uh, or the Eastern Europe. Yeah. Block. It's some country I can't uh, even pronounce. The Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... Okay, maybe they'll have as many real followers as I thought they did. <laughs> real? See, you're... Like, you're not an influencer if you're doing that. You're a purchaser. That's right. And so where you used to be an artist and the idea was that... And that's you, vanity and that's not going to help you. That's right. Thank you. And, and, and the, the commodity used to be record sales, right? We got to sell the record. Mm-hmm. We got to get the music out there. The music is what's going to help you create an audience or help you keep an audience. It's what's going to make them fall in love with you. You're probably not going to create it with the music digitally unless you do something crazy like, okay, go. But you've got to know the ins mm-hmm. and the outs and the subtleties of this. But it's not, mm-hmm. it's sophisticated. It's work. It's hard work. But it's mm-hmm. not rocket science. But think about how long it, it took you to make like your first record, your first EP, like all the trials and tribulations and steps you went through to get to there. And then you had it done. This is the same journey. It's just now the goal should be like, I need an audience. I need attention from people who are going to believe in me. And that's mm-hmm. what you're trying to create guys. Okay. There it is. If this is starting to resonate with you, finally starting to make some sense, uh, but you're not sure how to do it. Email us for consultation. I'll tell you all about it. I'll custom fit something for you and show you how to take the assets that you have, what's going to translate on digital, what's not, where to focus your attention, your money, and your time, and, and, and you will see the needle move. Just email us at info at daredevilproduction.com. Uh, again, production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com and put consultation in the subject line and we'll make the needle move for you. Other than that, guys, uh, that brings us to the end of another killer episode of The Climb. Join the Climb community, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review, and share it. Eat your vitamins. Eat your vitamins, that's right. And share it. Interact with your community. That's right, that's right. Share it, yeah. Get a couple new, get new followers every single day. Oh, I get some new followers. Make yes. a move every day on, online to, to, to reach out and say hi to somebody. Hey, I'll be honest, Jesus is the only person that could make a, a world of difference with like 12 followers. That's right. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> need more. I hope you stuck around at the end of the episode to hear that, because that just happened. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> All right, you guys, this podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 